Hi guys, welcome back to an SCA Careers podcast. Today's podcast is going to be all about your next steps at the end of year 11. Um, You might wonder why we are starting to talk about this now while you are still in year 10. This is when I would normally come into assembly, there'd be quite a lot of confused faces staring at me. Um, But it is because when you come back to school in September, we will start the application process for your final destination at the end of year 11. Oh, that sounded like that dodgy film when everybody (laughs) has a bad, bad time for final destination. Um, So you, applications actually start in October. Your application will be completed by Christmas. So this is why we are starting to talk about it today. Um, So obviously I'm here, I'm Mrs Bugdale, and also with us we have... Belinda Lance who is one of our careers advisors, who some of you will have seen in school. So Belinda, do you want to, you said you've got a little bit of an introduction, so have a... Yeah, one of the things I wanted to mention first before we go into the, what are my choices at the end of year 11, um, are all about career choice. Um, it's not, Im- not important to actually have uh, decided now at your age, age of 14, 15 maybe, that you have a definite career that you're following. And I think it's important for you to get to know yourself a little bit and look at all the careers that could possibly suit you. So trying to to go down into a specific route at the moment would not always be a good idea unless you know a lot about what the the career's about. Um, Quite often you can do uh, qualifications that don't decide what you want to do yet, but there are some that do send you down a particular vocational route. So in terms of what options there are for you at the end of year 11, um, you probably know about a few of these, but there's college, of course, and the main colleges in this area near Sprouston are Norwich City College, which no doubt most of you have heard about, Eastern College, which is now part of City College, but has a separate campus, and Access Creative College. They're the three big ones in, in Norwich. Um, some six forms call themselves colleges as well, but there are many six forms in Norwich as well, including Sprouston, Sprouston has its own sixth form, uh, City of Norwich School, Deerham, Helsdom, Thorpe St Andrew to just mention a few in this area. Um, six forms and colleges do tend to operate slightly differently. Um, six forms are usually smaller. Uh, they usually have a smaller amount of students. So if you're the sort of Um, person that feels you need a a more intimate atmosphere with getting to know fewer people then sixth form might be better for you. In terms of college they're usually much bigger, many many more students, um, sometimes known to be places that are um, leave you to your own devices a lot more. Let you get on with it. Let you get on with it. Do you have to go to the sixth form that's attached to your school? No you don't. You can go to the sixth form that you feel is going to suit you the best. Um, You have to consider things like location, things like transport, how long is it going to take me to get there, Um, am I going to get to know lots of new people, that might be important to you. Do they offer the actual courses that you want to do? And that's important as well. So um, other choices as well as college and sixth form is an apprenticeship. An apprenticeship is not a a job that just comes out of mid-air. Uh, An apprenticeship, you have to agree with an employer that they will take you on um, as an apprentice 
and then uh, one day a week maybe you will go to college but you have to get the job first usually when it comes to an apprenticeship so um, don't think that they're just out there willing to get just floating um, around just floating around floating wanting somebody to have them yeah and i think especially at the moment obviously post lockdown there are going to be some changes in the employment field absolutely um and although the government is saying they're going to put quite a lot of funding towards apprenticeships that is something that has been promised before so it might yeah. not necessarily yes and and the trend is at the moment that most apprenticeships are level three which is after um your gcses um so you have to have got quite high grades in order to be able to do a level three apprenticeship. The um, lower ones are not as popular as they used to be. No, and I think that is a bit of a myth that's still kind of an, mm. a stigma maybe that's attached to apprenticeships, is it used to be that if a student maybe didn't do very well in their exams or they were more kind of vocationally focused, that they would go and do an apprenticeship. Yeah. And I think even in the short time that I've been working in um, within careers, there definitely seems to be much more of a focus with apprenticeships being higher level. Yeah. They're in so many more industries than I ever even realised. The fact there's retail apprenticeships out there, office-based apprenticeships, finance apprenticeships. It isn't that kind of historic, I'm going to be a builder, I'm going to have an apprenticeship, or I'm going to be a plumber, I'm yeah. going to have an apprenticeship. So I think yeah. that's and the... If you, yeah. And if you try to look at it from the point of view of the employer, at the moment, employers um, are not really taking on um, anybody on an apprenticeship simply because of um, the lockdown and the fact that they may be having to lay people off as well. So apprenticeships may not be happening at the moment. You might be lucky in that somebody has managed to keep going during all of this and they still want to take on an apprentice, but that is rare. Um, so it's important to think about um, if you want an apprenticeship that you have a a college or a sixth form backup plan just in case you don't get one. Apprenticeships usually come with a qualification of some description. It might not be a full qualification but it usually is a qualification of some sort and they are important for you to be able to move on later on. Um, there is one more option um, which is work with training but although uh, it doesn't tend to be training that's necessarily recognised by anybody and um, you may find if you took on a job like this, um, where you might be, say, working for an organisation like um, Tesco's or Morrison's or somewhere like that, that the training will be in-house and not necessarily attached to a qualification. So they're your main um, yes, so options. Sort of four main options, isn't yeah. it? And it's, I think definitely I would really reiterate that, actually normally we do this anyway, that if students are thinking about apprenticeships, and that side of things that we do make sure you have that backup plan in place because Absolutely. there may be there's generally not a huge amount of apprenticeships available anyway mm -hmm. and there may be one apprenticeship available with 20 people going for it and that's where apprenticeships are very different to courses in that if you're applying for college or for sixth form they will have multiple places available on one course with an apprenticeship there's normally one job role available that one person will get. So having that backup plan and keeping your options open is something we, we do always try. Yeah. And and one of the things about an apprenticeship as well is, is about being able to look at it from the point of view of the employer, is if they're going to take on a young apprentice, A, they've got to have the money to be able to do it. B, they've got to um, 
invest time in you. So it means that they may have to give you a supervisor, in which case that supervisor will not be doing as much work as they would normally do. So they're not getting the production out of them as they might do. And C, after 18 months, you may disappear so and, and find another job. So it's important for them to make sure they're investing in the right person if they, if they offer an apprenticeship. So you've got to think very determiningly, uh, mm. determined about getting an apprenticeship. It is not and the no, easy route. It is not, yeah. <laughs> so what if um, one of our students, they get to the end of year 11 and they say, yep, thank you, I'm done. I don't want to do anything at all. I'm going to sit at home in bed or I'm just going to get a job. Is that something that they're allowed to do? No, they're not allowed to do. The government actually says that all students must stay in education or training until they are 18. Now, this has a history attached to it. Um, basically, way back in 1870, um, we, uh, in, the, in the 19th and 20th centuries, there has been a growth in more skilled labour. People have to be more skilled, they have to be able to do jobs. A long time ago, you might just be doing one job all the time. This has very much changed. Uh, we all now have to be multi-skilled. And um, in September in 1972, they raised the age from 15 to 16 to be able to actually get students to obtain more qualifications and to be better to be employed, basically. Yeah. Um, recently, over the past four or five years, the government said that it showed that a lot of students that left school at the age of 16 ended up unemployed. The unemployment register went shooted up because they didn't have the experience, the qualifications, the know-how and the knowledge that employers wanted. And so that's why it was based around unemployment, to be honest, that a lot of young people were sitting around with nothing to do, um, that they felt that they should be at school or in training of some description until they were 18. And talking to a lot of employers, they feel the same. They feel students get some experience if they go to college or to sixth form about how the industry actually works before they start. And some insurances as well don't cover you until you're 18. So that's the reason why. And now, of course, um, it, it actually went up to 17 in 2013 and 18 in 2015. And there are reasons for that, because we don't want a, a lot of you sitting at home with nothing to do and not earning any money. And it makes a lot of sense to be gaining more qualifications. Exactly. Fab. Okay, so talking about qualifications, what are the, what, blah, 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 can't speak, cannot phrase a question anymore. Um, <laughs> what levels of qualification and what types of qualification are available? Right. That's a very big question. It is a very big it's question. It's a huge question. Um, but to try to, to simplify it, at the moment, if you're in year 10, you will be doing what's called a general certificate of secondary education. The general means you're doing many subjects, um, all at a specific level. You're learning, for example, in English, how to write an essay, how to um, do creative writing, how to improve your vocabulary, that sort of thing. These are all skills that will equip you for later life. So the GCSEs, as you already know, go from a nine being the highest qualification to a one being the lowest grade that you can obtain. If you were to obtain at the end of year 11, grades between one and three, you would leave school with what's called a level one qualification. 
That's if you've got five GCSEs and you've also got English and Maths at that level, one to three. So that would be a level one. If your grades end up being four to nine, then you would leave here with the general qualification at level two. A lot of people say to me, oh, well, I'm going to fail my GCSEs because I'm getting lower than a four. And it's not actually about failure. It's about the level you've achieved before you move on to the next step. Um, in our system in England, there are eight levels in total. Um, you don't need to know about all of those at the moment. But uh, for the moment, if you leave with grades three to one, you'll have a level one. If you leave with grades four to nine, you will have a level two. And that will influence your next step because at college or at sixth form, there will be level two courses and level three courses that you could follow on from that. Four is usually first year at university and so on and so on and so on. So that's really what the levels mean. And when you start doing your research as to what colleges and sixth forms offer, you will see that they present them as levels, not as grades um, like they do at GCSE. So um, there are some exceptions. Um, if you think about you want to go into a trade of some description like carpentry or plumbing um, you will find that they like you to start at level one, regardless of what grades you've got at GCSE. They like you to start from the beginning because you have very little knowledge. <laughs> um, in, in some places, if you've got grades four to nine, where you've got a level two, you can move on to a level three in a particular area. So it really depends on your own qualifications yourself. Fantastic. And you will find when you are looking on um, Help You Choose, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, and that's our application system we use. Um, but also if you're looking on City College's website, if you're looking on our website, you will see what level the courses are listed as. On City College's one, it's it's super clear. It literally yes, will just say clear. level three course in yeah. such and such. Um, and A-levels, if you're applying for an A-level, an A-level is a level three course. Yeah. Um, providing you do three. Providing you yeah, do three. You have to do three A-levels to get a level three course. So, and the, uh, getting back onto your other question, which was about what other courses are there. A-levels, uh, the A means advanced. Basically, it's a higher level than GCSE. And most people who choose A-levels are choosing them because they haven't yet decided what career they might follow, or they may have decided, I need chemistry because I want to be a vet. So they're a-levels do tend to keep your options widely open because you may have three A-levels and then decide what to do with those later on. At colleges and some sixth forms, there are what we call vocational courses. Now, they are very specifically related to a type of career or a type of work. So you might be looking at things like health and social care. You might be looking at vehicle maintenance. You may look at sports science. And they are geared specifically towards um, a type of career or uniform services even mm. um, they, they, they may go into various areas so unless you are 100% certain that's what you want to do you have to be very careful about what you choose to do there are also other courses that help support you if your grades are not haven't been wonderful then there are other courses that support you to get to the level that you want to be on and just touching on moving forwards, actually, from the end of your level three qualifications, whether mm -hmm. you've done A-levels 
or one of the more vocational courses, can you still go to university Absolutely. from both types? Absolutely, you can, yes. All universities will list what qualifications they accept and they will accept um, various qualifications including A-levels. Sometimes the level three courses are called BTEC courses, sometimes they're city and guilds, but the level is what is really important to look at. And I think that is, a, oh God, that sounded really Norfolk, love a Norfolk accent today, Amy. Um, the, <laughs> another myth that was out there that was if that you went on, you did one of the more vocational courses that actually you weren't then able to go on to university. Oh no, so you can, definitely. It's definitely worth making you all aware that actually it isn't kind of the end of the road no, if you choose to do not, a T-level, no. a B-tech whichever absolutely sort of and later on in your in your career journey as such um you will be uh, recommended certain websites that you can look at and there's one called prospects which um, tells you where students went with their university qualification and you'll be surprised probably only about 30 percent end up in the actual subject they have chosen to study so um you know don't think that you're making a choice now that's going to be with you forever Fab. We are going to move on to talking about how we apply, but actually just sort of popped into my head before that. Mm -hmm. Before, obviously, we're doing the application, How? what sort of things can we be doing to research, to help us start making the choices of the courses that we're going to apply to? Because it's all well and good saying, yes, we're going to do this method to apply. But if you're not sure what to apply for, mm -hmm. you, you can't apply for it. Yeah. So what were some things that you would suggest that students start doing now that will help them make that choice? Right. If you're in a situation where you don't know what you want to do, you probably need to start thinking about the types of things that would suit you. Um, there is no point in doing a career that involves working outside when you can't bear being outside. Um, it's important that whatever you look at in terms of careers, that they suit you as a person, that you have the qualities to fill it. For example, in Miss Bugdale's and my um, professions, we need to be fairly outgoing, we need to, to like people, we need, we need to be good at customer service and we need to be good at talking. Um, if you're a shy person, it might not be the type of job that you would necessarily want. So you've got to think about, do the aspects of the job actually suit me? Um, do I have the skills? Have I, am I able to do that job? You know, you may think, oh great, I'd love to be an accountant, but you know, my maths isn't great. <laughs> um, these days, it's not that important that your maths isn't great, but um, certainly it's important that you can do the job because imagine how desperate and upset you'd get if you couldn't do it. So it's important that you have the skills. It is also important that the job looks the way you're expecting it to look. Most people, and there's been lots of research about this, most people end up leaving jobs because of the working conditions, not necessarily because of the job itself. They might love their actual job, but their working conditions change. Their boss has told them they've got to work more hours. Uh, they don't get on with their boss. They, um, their job has now moved outside when it was meant to be indoors. The money has now gone down. Um, all of those things are quite often what influences the most to change a job. So we've got to think about where do I see myself in that job? Is it how, how it looks? Is that what appeals to me? Um, and also then looking at all the vast array of jobs out there on careers websites. 
Um, would you like me to mention a few? I think that'd be a really good idea. Yeah. And we can add those as a link as well um, on the Google Classroom. So yeah. we'll speak a little bit about them, but I'll put mm. them so that you can link yourselves directly. Yeah. It's good thing. if you can actually talk to somebody about mm. them as well. And at the moment that we can't do. But talking to somebody does help you cement ideas in your own mind in terms of, oh yes, I think I want to do that when you've actually talked to somebody. But as a starting point, you could go on the Start website. Now that is a website that we have details of here and you could send the link, couldn't you, to yep. it. There is a, a quiz on there that asks you about your qualities, your skills, the way you see yourself at work, which is called work preferences and your interests. Um, and it asks you very, fixed questions about, do you see yourself working with animals? Um, and you need to say to yourself, well, actually, yes, I like animals, but I'm not sure I see myself working with them or the other way around. Mm. So you can then say yes or no to that particular question. It then sorts out some jobs that it throws at you and asks, this is what you've said about yourself. Have a look at these, see if you like the look of them. If I give you an example of one that came in my direction once when I did this, um, I, I, I did the, the, uh, the quiz just to, to show that you all that I'd done it. And one of the jobs that came up for me was an undertaker. Now, an undertaker, everybody might not want to do that job. Um, but I had to sit and think as to why it had come up. Do you know why it had come up, Miss Bugdale? Why do you think an undertaker would come up for I me? I think maybe linked communication because I think you have to be able to communicate really. Oh, you're speaking to people in the kind of the worst times of their lives if you're going to be an undertaker. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. That's the reason it came up was because of my background, my background of talking to people, and I think I mentioned having a counselling qualification. You're dealing a lot with grieving people, so I knew why it was there. It doesn't necessarily make me want to do it yeah. because some aspects of the job I might not like. Mm. So you've got to ask yourself, when you see that list of jobs, why is it there? Why has it come up? It's come up for a reason because it's something I've said to the computer. It's not the computer that's generated all these things. And because and, and, many people have said to me, oh, I've done this, Belinda, and, and it, it suggested this. And you think, well, it suggested it because you've said it. Uh, computers aren't intelligent. They can only do what we give them to <laughs> do. Not. So. It will generate some jobs for you. I then recommend you research it to within an inch of your life mm -hmm. to make sure you know exactly what you're letting yourself in for. And some jobs that are advertised on the TV are glamorized very much so. And you may think, oh yes, I want to work in CSI or mm -hmm. I want to be a holiday rep. But you've got to think about the downsides of those jobs before you launch yourself into it. So that's really important to, to do that research. So Start is one of the mm. websites. There are many others. There's I Could, which has videos on it. So you might like to watch videos rather than um, read lots of writing. Um, on the, back to Start, on there, there's lots of information about careers, lots of different jobs, qualifications, everything you need to know. And you should start putting together a list of jobs that you like the look of so that you can then maybe talk to one of us at some point and say, these are all the jobs I like the look of. And we can then say, hmm, let's have a look at what categories these fall into. Yeah, and it can be job areas as well, yes, can't absolutely. it? So it might not necessarily be, oh, that's very specific job. Yeah. It might be, oh, that, could be that health. area. Yeah, yeah. It could it be health generally. Yeah, you're not actually choosing a specific job at the moment, but it's about looking at a, a, an overall area. Where your area. interests fit. Where the it? interests lie, absolutely. Oh. 
Yeah. Cool. I'll put links to those. Yeah. And obviously, the big well. one that that um, Isbugdale has already mentioned is Help You Choose. Now, Help You Choose is our go-to website because on it you will be applying for um, any courses that you decide to follow, and I recommend you start looking at it now. Yeah, and you can currently actually you can go on to Help You Choose. You don't have to have your login to start no. viewing Help You Choose. On Help You Choose are the courses that are available for our current year 11s starting in September. The course offerings from the different colleges, from the different sixth forms, don't tend to change hugely from year to year. So it's quite a good example of what is going to be available for you mm -hmm. um, moving forwards. And it's definitely worth having a look on there now. As I said, you don't have to log in. Um, with Help You Choose, the reason that we use Help You Choose um, with you guys, you'll have sessions in October where you will register for Help You Choose, you will start your application, you will spend some time filling in all of the personal details. The reason we use Help You Choose is that it actually contains all of the courses for nearly every single sixth form and college within Norfolk. Yeah. You do one application, you fill in those details one time, rather than doing multiple applications on multiple different websites if you wish to apply for more than one provider, mm -hmm. which is what has happened in the past. The extra good thing about it is that we, as staff, are able to actually view your applications, we can see where you've applied for, see what courses you've applied for, and then provide you more support um, following that as well. So it is something that we will be asking all of you to do. You'll do it in lesson time um, and there will also be some parent support evenings about Help You Choose as well. Um, we've run those for the last couple of years and there are a lot of parents that have found that really helpful yeah. because it is a completely Actually, it's getting a less bizarre system because it used to chuck you out at random pieces. Yeah. You weren't able to go yeah. backwards and forwards, um, but they are making it better and better each year. So yeah. they will become, th those sessions will become available, whether we're doing that remotely or whether we're able to do yeah. them in well, We're very lucky. I mean, there are, there are obviously other counties in the country that have something similar to help you choose, mm -hmm. but it's one place where the majority, as you said, the courses are. And right on the first page, you can go into a search engine where you can type in vehicle mechanics and it will find all the courses on vehicle mechanics in the whole of Norfolk. At all levels. At all levels. <laughs> and you can have a look. You can even narrow it down to the level that you're looking for. You can narrow it down to the place you're looking for. And it will tell you more about the courses. It gives a an overview and it also gives you a link to the website of that provider as well. So you can go to that website and find out more about that course. You certainly owe it to yourself before it gets to the beginning of year 11 to actually have done a fair bit of research on courses that you like the look of. That is the buzzword. Absolutely. Research, research, research. research that is yeah. what we're always gonna come back to. Um, we have touched on this a little bit already. I've lost the wire of my microphone, it's all going wrong. Um, can students apply for more than one course? Absolutely, of course they can. The danger, I would say, of that is if you apply for 10, <laughs> it actually shows any provider that you're not really sure what you're actually applying for. 
and so sometimes it can get to the point that you, you you look it looks a little ridiculous that you you've applied for many but you can apply for more than one course but you need to know what your motives are for doing that because at some point you will be interviewed whether by whether it's online or by phone or face to face and you need to justify why you've chosen a particular course that seems very different from another course so it's important to to know what types of courses you want to apply for Definitely. and you will find if you do apply for 10 which you might think that sounds funny that sounds like loads it happens every single year yeah. there are people that apply for 10 we've had people apply for 12 and yeah. um, you will find that either i or belinda or jackie our other careers advisor will be speaking to mm. you and <laughs> getting you in for a little quick meeting with one of our careers advisors to have a little bit of a chat to offer you that extra yeah. support and I think sometimes people choose that many courses because they actually think they can do them. Um, you know where GCSEs, mm. you've had nine or ten GCSEs that you can choose. So trying to understand that actually it is narrowing, you're narrowing down your education as you go along. And, and it's about choosing something that you have a, um, an interest in and a, and, and a desire to do. Um, and in terms of courses themselves, not all colleges offer the same courses. Um, for example, Eastern College have a huge site where they do a lot of animal related courses and you will find that there, there aren't really many other places locally that do similar animal courses. The College of West Anglia do but they are in Cambridge so that's a bit too far to go. Um, City College do, do offer a lot of various courses as do Eastern College so it's a case of visiting it finding out if you feel right when you get there having a look round. there's lots of open days and things hopefully or virtual open days so you can have a look round. and they do offer very different courses some of them more specific than others there yeah I think we are lucky actually within our local area that there are some really um, like tailored courses that are available. I think something to be aware of with that though is if you are interested in the animal care courses that are at Eastern College is thinking about how you would get from your home in Sprouston, yeah. Catton, yeah. Spixworth, this local area, how are you going to get, get to there. Eastern each day? Yeah. Because there is not a bus from Sprouston, Catton, Ratkeith, no. Spixworth, yeah. nowhere in our side of the city has a bus directly to Easton. So it would involve either getting a bus into the city and then getting a bus out again. Yeah. It's over near the Norfolk showground um, if you're not 100% sure where Easton is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to be aware of for all of the courses. We do often have people that will make an error, they'll look on, help you choose, they find a course, they looks lovely, they've popped it in their basket. I'll be having a look through and I'll think, why is that person applied in Kings Lynn? Yes. And then I speak to that child and I'm like, oh, do you have family in Kings Lynn? Yeah. And they're like, no. I was like, have you, why have you applied for Kings Lynn? They're like, I haven't. And it's like, yes, you have, yes, because you, you need to have a look. They didn't know that the school name that they have applied for was in Kings Lynn, yeah. but they liked the sound of the course. Yeah. So I think it's just making sure that you are, it's that research, yep. coming back to it, looking at all of the details and thinking it through. And it's, very easy to think oh and i'm going back to easton i keep coming back to easton i think it's because we have students go there yeah. that then find it difficult yeah. to travel yeah that traveling in the summer months when it's light and it's nice temperatures is very very different mm. to traveling in the pouring rain in the freezing cold in the dark, dark december and january nights Absolutely. and it's yeah. not to put you off going there no and i wouldn't try and put you off going somewhere that is specifically where it has a course that you want 
but it is thinking about those logistics. Location is very important to most people in terms of how long it takes to get there because it will add a day on the end of the day, uh, an hour on the end of the day, an hour on the beginning of the day. It will add a lot to, to your day. So you've got to think about those sorts of things as well as how wonderful the course looks. Yeah. And just linked with location as well, some of the courses that are available will have work experience placements yeah. as part of the course. Yeah. And being able to think about how you are going to get to these different placements. Um, one of the courses that springs to mind is the um, Childhood and Education Studies at yeah. City College. That is not just one placement the same for the whole time you're there. You will go to multiple different placements. They yeah. will be in different areas, different parts of the city, and thinking about that actually you are going to have to take responsibility for getting yeah. yourself to these different so places. So you should, in a way, start looking at places you think you might like to go um, because you'll be helping out the college if you have found yourself somewhere local when it comes to doing a placement on, a, on, on any course. Yeah, and a lot of them are self-sourced, aren't they? They so are, is the, yeah. Uh, Fab. Okay, I'm trying to see if we've covered all of our notes that we had before we We did mention covering one more course. How can we apply? Um, obviously... I would start looking at Help You Choose now. Yes. It's helpyouchoose.com. And on it, there's there's loads of information in terms of what do I do in year nine, what do I do in year 10, what do I do in year 11. All those websites that we've mentioned, there are links to on that website. There's also lots of information about understanding the levels as a qualification sector. So anything we've talked about today, you should be able to research a little bit more on that particular website. Yeah. Um, just to make it really, really clear, do not apply yet. You, you cannot can't apply. apply yet. No. Your courses that will be valid for your year group are not yet live. So you cannot apply yet. No. What you can do, as we've said, is have a look at the courses that are available this year just to give you an idea as part of your research. Mm. That doesn't mean you can't make a note of the different courses. Yeah. I love a notepad and a pen. Make a note, make a note on your phone in your notes section, yeah. put in those courses that appeal to you, but you cannot apply yet. And no. you will do your application with us at school, so don't panic no. that you. But there's nothing don't know to stop to you it. researching what there is at the moment, certainly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fab. Okay, guys, so just so that you are aware, the careers team are still working from school, sometimes we're working from home, sometimes we are in, but you can contact us on the careers email address, so careers at sprousthandhighsch.org if you do have any queries or any questions. Um, that also does go for parents, so feel free to drop us a line and one of us will get back to you as soon as we can. Um, thank you for Belinda for helping with thank all you. these answers today. Brilliant. Um, and if you have any questions that you would like us to do a podcast on, please feel free to drop us a comment and let us know. Take care and be safe. Bye. Bye.